My name's Jess Clayman and I am joined by Associate Professor Keyes Van Gool from the Centre for Health Economics Research and Evaluation to chat about Medicare and the 2018 federal budget. What were your thoughts on Medicare being deemed as a winner in last night's budget? So as you say, the the, the numbers, when you look at them, look impressive. You know, they do. An, an extra $4 billion, $5 billion over the forward estimates is, is an impressive number. But in fact, when you just break that down as a percentage in terms of growth, it's, it's very steady as she goes. On average, over the next four years, Medicare spending is supposed to increase by about four, 3 to 4%. That's very steady because, remember, you know, you've got population growth hiding behind those numbers. You've got an aging population. So that's really quite steady. And when you look at previous periods of Medicare growth, uh, they were much higher. Okay. How impactful were these changes in funding for the Medicare budget? They're not, obviously, if it is steady growth, it's not going to be overly impactful. We're not going to see any major changes. That's right. There are no real major sort of policy announcements that could where you could actually identify, well, you know, why why is it growing at three percent versus why is it growing at seven okay. percent? You know, there were some minor tweaks. Mm. Uh, the Medicare Task Force, for example, makes recommendations every every now and then, and the government makes a few tweaks. But we're talking a few million dollars here and there per year, which really, when you're talking about a Medicare program that uh, spends over about thirty billion, it's, oh, it's, it's a, a drop. T- it's a drop in the ocean. A tiny drop <laughs> in an enormous ocean. Exactly. What are your thoughts on the decision uh, not to go? ahead with a raise to the Medicare levy. I mean, that's, an, that's of course, we've switched from spending to mm. raising money, mm. revenue. And uh, as a general rule, you know, uh, when I look at the numbers uh, in terms of spending and revenue, I think that we will be in a little bit of trouble in a few years' time um, where government will be looking to raising revenue. So if you take, for example, overall healthcare spending, it's supposed to increase by about 3 or 4% every year. But I think that that's under some quite conservative assumptions. You know, when you look at Medicare spending, PBS spending, hospital mm. spending, mm. all the, what's in the budget is fairly conservative numbers, whereas in historically, those numbers are much higher. So at one point, government is going to have to make a decision about where it's going to get its revenue from to pay for all those uh, services if you know, the spending is a bit higher than we anticipated uh, in, as from, from what the government was anticipating last night. Um, and so the Medicare levy is just part of that story. Medicare levy pays for some of healthcare spending, but certainly not all. We, we, drive our, we get our income from um, all kinds of taxations, whether it's income or company tax. And so government is going to have to make a, a, a budget, budgetary uh, decisions about how it's going to spend and whether it's going to get new sources of revenue or it's going to shift its spending. So one option that government always has is, uh, especially the Australian government, is to actually not pay for it themselves and get other people to pay for it. And so you get into the cost-shifting argument like states have to pay for it or private health insurers have to pay for it or indeed patients have to pay for it for themselves. Mm, this is such an interesting conversation, such an interesting time to be having it too, I think, with such a huge departure, a lot of uh, ill sentiment towards private health care as well, a lot of people really evaluating the usefulness or or indeed the, the value of private health care. This is definitely something I think that we're going to see escalating. Absolutely. People 
are always looking themselves for good value for money, mm. just like the government should as mm. well. Now, uh, the government also uh, has uh, the intention to invest $9.5 million into a Medicare compliance uh, arrangements and debt recovery kind of scheme uh, situation. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that's money well spent? Well, in terms of compliance and professional reviews, um, I think that is a good thing. Um, so from from what I've gathered is that, uh, you know, medical services are changing from a sort of small business, mum and pop store kind of arrangement, you know, with solo GP. They're turning into major corporate entities. And these corporate entities have the, the means and, and ability to really, you know, maximize their revenue uh, from from Medicare, and so additional compliance arrangements are probably a good thing, just to you know to to provide a little bit more check and balances in terms mm. of uh, uh, how uh, corporates and 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 other medical professions actually use the Medicare mm. system. Especially if our investment in Medicare is growing so modestly, I think uh, they need to really <laughs> tighten the fist there. <laughs> well, that's right. So you know, uh, and in fact, you know, some of these um, price assumptions are maybe a little bit unrealistic because. You know, from the 1st of July, the Medicare freeze, the rebate freeze is going to be lifted. And so all of a sudden, you know, d- depending on what the government decides on how it's going to index the Medicare rebate, prices that the government pays for every single medical service will increase anyway. Mm. What would you have liked to have seen yesterday? Is there anything that the government maybe uh, overlooked or, or forewent for that you would have liked to see included in the budget? I think you just got to look at the sort of the, the, the mega trends, mm. uh, if you like, and see where the healthcare system is heading. Um, and so one of the things associated with with Medicare in particular, it's always about the incentives. Mm. And so you want to make sure that the healthcare providers' incentives are completely aligned to what the patient needs uh, rather than it being you know uh, disaligned and them sort of looking for ways to get more Medicare revenue for 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 higher profits um, and so that's that's the sort of key policy question that I think this budget doesn't really address how do we make sure that the incentives and the way we pay doctors and the way we pay um, uh, medical providers you know, so that the incentives are aligned to what the patient really needs. And Professor, before I let you go, I'm really curious to know, a big part of the decision not to raise the Medicare levy was that the NDIS wouldn't be funded by this Medicare levy. Do you uh, agree with that decision? Do you think that Medicare should be funneling into the NDIS? Well, it's look, Medicare. the Medicare levy is just another way of income raising yeah. taxes right mm. and so obviously there's been a boost to the uh, to the revenue side for for government which has allowed them not to look for additional sources of revenue you know better than expected uh, budgetary figures in terms of revenue has allowed them to not have to to do this mm. it doesn't really matter uh, whether it's a Medicare levy or income tax, etc., et as long as the revenue base is to do and can, is able to sustainably fund the NDIS mm. or, or other measures. Mm-hmm.